Hey, yo, what's up? This is Bobby Moore from the Simmons and Moore Podcast. And this is Adam Simmons from the Simmons and Moore Podcast. Ah, smoke up, smoke up, smoke up. Smoke weed every day. And you are listening to our boys from the West Coast Street from California, failing Hollywood. Mikey, what up? Mikey, Freddie, producer Nick. Producer Nick was good. Uh, one-armed ninja, mm. the dogs, mm. and all of the bloodsuckers <laughs> from the hills. Shout-outs to the hills. Yo, you guys be careful out there. You got coyotes, and I'm scared of coyotes. And also... Never met one. You have reptilians. And you also have mountain lions. This is no longer a promo. This is way too long to be a bumper guy. Is it? Only on the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Yep. Inner Circle only. Did I am Inner Circle. No, you're not Inner Circle only. Did I am Inner Circle. Um, I'm trying to think of what movies I've seen in theaters... It's a free guy. It's amazing, right? Did you love it? it? Yeah, did you love it? Did you see it? No. Do you you care about spoilers? No, you could go ahead. No? Not in this environment. Loud expressions. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a... At the end, to try to like stop like Ryan Reynolds' character, they like... Because it's in a video game, if you haven't seen the thing. So they try to make a... A bigger one to like stop him, so it's like the same as his character, but just like super ultra jacked right. and like seven feet tall, like Voltron Plus, like Voltron Plus. But they haven't, but they haven't, uh, they haven't finished him yet. By the time they wanted to use him to stop him, so they yeah, ran out yeah, of time. Yeah, they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so they're like, let's just throw him in, just throw him at him. <laughs> so like, he doesn't have any like quotes yet to do. So we just like loud expression. <laughs> <laughs> You are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Aha! I'm back at the microphone here in Felling Hollywood. Pre-recorded somewhere in Santa Clarita. We're not going to tell you where because we don't want to get egged. Again, this is Failing Hollywood! Woo! Producer Nick on the microphone. Sitting across from me, as always, your host, Mikey T. What's up? What up? How's it going? Cool. Do, 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 people, how, do people still do eggings anymore if you're not Justin Bieber? <laughs> I think I just dated myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Halloween sometimes. Uh, I think it's a felony now, dude. <laughs> yeah, Justin Bieber. That's what I'm saying. Oh, really? He, like, sued for it by his like, really? neighbor or whatever. Yeah, his neighbor was yelling at him because he was partying too loud, and they threw a bunch of eggs at his door, you know? <laughs> he got sued. Like an adult. He got sued. <laughs> that beautiful boys you guys hearing. Um, by the way, we're doing a different, slightly different show today. We have Jorge Montijo in the house, everybody. Special guest. Special guest. Yeah, there we go. Because I don't there have the claps. Yay. <laughs> um, and the reason why it's a little bit different, because we're not going to talk about a little bit on the production side, but more on the post-production side. The sound stuff. What's that? Yeah. Ah, that's what, you know, we make that shit sound good. You know? have, we, have we had any posts anybody ever on the show? Other than me, no. I don't even think we've had... Does anybody know what post-production people do? Maybe not. Because I, 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 now that I'm realizing, it's like, fuck, I have editor friends even. But you've never had them on the I've show. I've never had them on the <laughs> show. We, we <laughs> have writers. Yeah. We have had writers. That's pre-production. That's not post-production. That's pre-production. <laughs> Sorry, um, bud. I, maybe we should get some editors on the show, too. But uh, this is... This but regardless, we have a sound engineer the thrilling, in the house. The thrilling world Re-re- of editing. Yeah. <laughs> Re-recording mixer. 
Re-recording mixer. What's that mean? You tell oh. me. <laughs> oh, do we record it again? So Did what's it what's it? Because it, it of, wasn't done right the first time. No, because yeah. it was done so good that we need to make it better, right? So you you punch it up. Yeah, pizzazz. Yeah, yeah. give it a pizzazz. So what's the difference between a re-recording? Re-recording mixers and a and an recording, engineer and a re- regular recording mixer. No, uh, yeah, and all, that too. I guess we're, is that, we're is all that, engineers. We're yeah. all engineers. Everybody in the room's got to be an engineer. I think. Really? So the recording mixer is the sound mixer on set. Or? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's yeah. the we oh, okay. we call him the production mixer, right? But he did the first original recording, right? You put put a microphone in front of uh, Nick Cage, right? Yeah, yeah. Boom. Anything that gets you a title. You're a recording mixer, whether it's in a studio or in a set or right music. Music too, yeah. Recording mixer, yeah. Tracking, yeah. we call them tracking yeah, mixers. Tracking mixer. same, yeah. same sort of deal. We're do you do you guys have uh, them come in for like ADR and, and stuff like that? Yeah, that's usually falling yeah. under you guys. Yeah, yeah. We're we're post right. So ADR means that we're replacing dialogue that was already recorded. So yeah, we we do that and then we mix it all together. So that's are you guys? So, are so you guys I'm the sorry. one? I'm sorry from the beginning. From the I beginning. guess giving him a title, it's very. Uh, you know, it's putting in something in a box because at the level that he's at, it, it's it's really more of a post supervisor or, or not not post supervisor, a sound supervising, supervisor, supervising sound and editor. They call it sometimes. It's like the head of the pyramid, where you know they they hire re-recording, they hire the editor, that you know oversees the whole project, like the whole mind of it. It's fucking okay. So I, I, I think it, we probably it's need to no, 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 no. break it down. Let's let's do it. Let's right, put it in right. layman's terms right here. So right, right. so for me that doesn't really know much about that world. I think I'm a person, perfect person becoming. So explain it to me like I'm twelve. A a, a show. Let's say let's say a movie. Right. It lands on your guys's lap. Right. It just gets into your your post house, your sound post house. What's the first thing you do with it? Uh, watch it. Probably. You just watch it front to back. Don't do anything. Yeah. Well, maybe take notes yeah, or just. Yeah, it, it actually it depends on how it shows up, right? Yeah. The, these kids show up in different. Some kids show up, you know, bespoke, and some kids show up <laughs> half naked, right? Yeah, yeah. So you decide whether or not you want to adopt the child. Yeah, yeah. Right. Some of these kids are not that that healthy looking, but we take we take all sorts of children. Yeah. In, <laughs> in, in, in our so yeah, in essence, like it comes in, and you know, there's a team of people who want to make this movie. They've gotten it to that point where they feel like it's edited, right? So pretty much usually when we get it, sometimes we're working with uh, you know production partners from before they even shoot. Yeah. But oftentimes we're working with them after they've shot, after they've cut, and the child is there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Either, either way, that's when we actually get to work on it is after everybody's pretty much signed off on this is our movie. The reason being because you're not going to spend a dollar more than you have to yeah. on a single frame that you're not actually going to put up, you know, in your in your final sequence. Right. So we we literally come in at the end. Usually the budget's already disappeared. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we usually come in right around the time that we need another funding round. Yeah. You know, and hey, can and you the do- fucked up part, right? Is that when the director sits down and watches, like, why my sound sounds so bad? Like, why my dialogue? I can't yeah. hear shit. It's yeah. like, well, you already ate all the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so we we take we take everything that was recorded on set. We take the uh, added sounds that the editors cut in to try to sell this as a movie, and we take that as kind of inspiration to try to understand what a story is. 
and make it sound like the story that you're seeing on the picture. So if the guys didn't do a very good job shooting it, recording it, editing it, don't expect us to save it, even though they do. We just, we polish it. You know? So so by the time it gets to you, is like the, the sound effects and the Foley stuff, is that already been taken care of by the time it lands to you? Or? Not the Foley. Depending on what, but right. The yeah. Foley, obviously, yeah, there's... We're in charge of Foley as post. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but... And if they pay for sound design, we're like, you know... But it's all, you know how this works. It's all about money. Yeah, yeah. So if you have money to pay for Foley, but Foley's not cheap. Right, you gotta right. Have, you're paying a, an artist, you're paying a recording mixer, right? You're probably paying a Foley editor to put it all together and deliver. So Foley, on, on the whole, is something that, if you have the budget for it, great. But lots of movies that are lower budget have zero foley right 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 so what we get is just dialogue music and a couple of effects that the guys may have thrown in if the editor's a particularly good sound person you know sound yeah yeah musicians are sometimes editors and stuff and they'll do great work putting something together Uh, but usually it's the general idea of what you want to do and then depending on the budget that's how big your sound can get so if it's the if the better that the sound mixer actually did on set, does that just make your job thousand times easier, or does when that they ever, record production effects? When they're just just recording on set, dialogue, the dialogue and stuff. Dialogue like that. is the most. So what people don't understand about what we do is that when the guy is recording on set, he doesn't really care about recording the pizza box, right. even though the movie is called the pizza, right? <laughs> He's worried about recording the guy who's delivering the pizza, who's delivering the lines, who's the actual actor who's getting paid to do this. Right. So we don't record on a set. We don't record all the sound. We just record the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, That's all we care about. So where's the other sound come from? Where's the loud explosion come from? The gunshots, right? The impacts, the punches, the slaps, the the birds, you know, the air. Where's the air come from? You guys throw all that in? The refrigerator. The refrigerator. Home. The so, refrigerator. So do you? Home. So if you said most of them can't pay for Foley and all that stuff, you just have this giant library. If you're lucky, you said it though. If if you're lucky, the production sound guy set it up so good, yeah, that he got a lot of the production sound. So, you know, it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds fine. You don't need Foley if you have a good production sound mixer. If they kept the right, noise, right. right. But if you put the generator in the next room and yeah. the battery recharger over here, you know, and it's a shit show, yeah, and like airplanes that. are flying over because you shot in El Segundo or whatever. Yeah, you know, then then it's not the same. Yeah, then I feel like we've worked at like I've worked at the the, the stage we just worked up was in the middle of like a a, a flight path. And a train, literally, there was tracks right behind the studio connected to Flight it. Flight path overhead, yeah. trains around the front. It would go by like every two seconds. <laughs> Damn. That's but not going to sound good. No, and I get that with like, uh, as far as the prop side go, like I try to work with the sound mixer a lot. Uh, he comes to me all the time like, oh, uh, there's like a Halloween costume and they there, there's a girl going as a cheerleader and he's like, oh, He's like, dude, those pom poms are horrible. <laughs> we don't like pom poms. No, <laughs> it's like those pom poms are so fucking loud. Could you do so? It's like we went through and tried to like tape as many of them together to like try to make it <laughs> as low sound as possible. You know, stuff like that. But there was also like stuff that I work with them to try to like uh, make for. We did a we did a courtroom scene that took place in 1980s, and he was like, oh, can you use one of my mics? So it was like, well, no, I can't because. 
it's super modern. So he's like, okay, let me do research. Went through like a whole bunch of research. Like if you can get your hand on these 80s mics that are working, that would work for me. So then it keeps sending you going on another like spiral to try to find them. I ended up finding them and they worked out great. One of them didn't end up working, but I got three extra just in case. Handed them all to him, and and it was perfect. I guess that's the same thing they did because he he hit up the guy that did um, what was that the the set Chicago Seven or that movie? Have you yeah, heard, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, Chicago Seven. Chicago the Seven. Trial, the kids, the, the kids seven. who got yeah. tried. Yeah, so we got the same mics they used for that one because he's like, oh well, they, I think he got like a nomination or something. So if it worked for him, it will work for us. I was like, that sounds good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we I mean we try best there, well, but. It's always nice when you can actually get the mic in on the set and oh, actually yeah. not have to hide it. But most of the time, it's the hiding of the yeah. mic that, that you know. So a lot of the times what we're dealing with is restoring dialogue that's recorded under difficult conditions. Yeah. Right? And trying to make it sound as good as possible for the audience. This. That reminds me of, of uh, you guys. I know you guys have done a lot of reality in your days, right? A lot. A lot. <laughs> so Jackie and I have recently been watching Naked and Afraid, and I've noticed like firsthand, I was like, okay, well, I know for a fact the microphone is in that necklace that every single one of them is wearing, and it has like the little round like basket thing right oh, here. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a great technique. When they invented that, we as, as sound people, we were like, hey, man. Cause, Cause, in these shows, they're all naked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you don't actually put this thing, so yeah, the, the the one that and they they uh they put it around the back and then they put it on like the bathing suit or something. They put the the uh, wireless packs. Yeah, there, here we go. See the yeah. little there it yeah, is yeah, the little ball. Yeah, the yeah. And, and it goes around the back. So as long as you're not getting a lot of back shots, you don't see the cable. The you cable. Don't, and the you don't see the little transmitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but but you know but reality TV, you're now forgiven. If you see the transmitter, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of like stuff, sure. stuff that used to be verboten. We were talking about the fourth wall earlier, you know, eh. so much for that. Yeah, you know? now you can't even see the camera, dude. You got a go, go, GoPro yeah. camera. Although I've, yeah. st- you don't know how many camera dudes have been blurred out of existence. <laughs> <all Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was just telling me In they the were working world. on something. They're like, "Oh, I want to see more camera. Show the camera. Show the crew. We need to show over here." It's like, "What the fuck?" Yay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure over there, but yeah, yeah I know. Trying to make it real reality. Cinema verite. Yeah. I mean, I know shows like this. It was like that's like a different way, but that must probably still be difficult on that because they're con- like you can't, right? Like when they're well, moving their heads, does it yeah. make it? No, of course, every single time. I mean, this is it's no substitute for you know having a microphone right on top of a person and having a a, a trained technician who's actually pointing the mic. Oh yeah. Or wait, this crazy idea having a script. It's crazy. Like you actually know when people are going to talk because you rehearsed it and it's written down on a piece of paper. I mean, you know, but you can't do any of that. So, hey, this is the best you can do. Well, with this show, they're probably booming though, right? Would you guess? You don't think so? You don't think so? I mean, if they have a camera there, you'd think they'd have a boom. I guess it's kind oh, of... Oh, no, they, they totally have booms. They're they useless. have plants. They plants. have plants. No, and they have blooms. They, they have booms. Yeah. There's always... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always a boom. Look, I've done a gazillion of these things. <laughs> They're all awful. Every channel's awful. It's just... It's all, it's all shitty audio. Like, we're... We're actually like restoration specialists. We we could all get jobs doing forensic work for any police department if there was any work to be had. Yeah. <laughs> but those have yeah. already been filled by other sound mixers. Right. 
of years past. Um, that's what we do in retirement. We're like, we go, we go, hit up, we go to, we go hit up police departments, go, Hey, do you need somebody to denoise that forensic, uh, tape <laughs> yeah. evidence you have? How did you, uh, how did you get into this? Where are you from? I guess starting out, <laughs> um, I got in through music okay. and I'm from here and there. I, uh, my, I traveled a lot as a kid. So Puerto Rico, East coast, uh, Princeton, Washington, DC. Holy shit. Um, yeah, there was a lot of moving around. Stability wasn't really my thing. Um, <laughs> which is funny cause I got to LA, um, after having done music for 10, 15 years in Puerto Rico, uh, did some CDs, some production, some concert work. Um, Don't tell me you were in reggaeton. I was in reggae before, <laughs> before they put the tongue out. I'm probably... <laughs> I'm probably dating myself, but by the time reggaeton came, that's when I was like, ooh, maybe I should look for another job. Because uh, the type of reggae I did was way more closely aligned with uh, the actual, Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah, actual well, reggae. The, the first uh, you know, commercially produced uh, record that I worked on was at Bob Marley's house with Bob oh, Marley's shit. studio. I was there at 56 Kingston Road. The oh, first day so I dro- cool. First day I drove up, I see Ziggy Marley playing soccer with his mates. No way. So, yeah, I started definitely with the dream of, you know, music, rock stardom and all that. Yeah, but, you wanted um, to be a music producer, huh? A producer, a musician. Yeah. I was both. I had a band. Uh, we had a studio. I produced records with, like, collaborations with all the musicians in, uh, that were in the, in the scene at that time. So I came from that, but I was looking for other opportunities. I, I didn't even know this, this field existed. Right. I'd never... Yeah. Like most people, you're like, oh, you're a post sound mixer for television. That's just, that means nothing to pretty much everybody. Right, right. <laughs> um, so when I realized that, yeah, that it was an actual engineering job to produce the soundtrack of what people hear coming out of the speakers on their television sets, that's when um, I was at first intrigued. Uh, I think I came at the right time, though, to see the end of the music industry because I came Before to Napster or what? Uh, after Napster, but right when like digi- LimeWire digitization. No, when the studios started crumbling to digitization. So as computers, right. the same as the Internet, right? You had shitty computers and shitty software, but little by little they were starting to get the knack of it. And the computers were getting better and the software was getting better. And all of a sudden there was like digital video and then there's digital audio. Right. And stuff that used to have been done on tape, like the first record I did for uh, for the Puerto Rican band Cultura Profetica at Bob Marley's house, we did that on 24 track. We did it. Oh, really? And, yeah, it was analog recording because they were, even though digital was coming up, they're like, that sounds like shit. They were real purists. They were like Pearl Jam. They were like, we want to make a vinyl record. They never did. But... You, know. you weren't doing like, were you doing like real to real or anything? Yeah, real to real. A 24 That's track. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a cat died in the air conditioner, fucked up the, the cooling system. It's, it's Jamaica. Uh, <laughs> dies in the air conditioner. The, the system's off. We could only record for short periods of time because the, the, the room gets so hot that you run the risk of the tape stretching. Oh, no. So you can record for like, 20 30 40 minutes and then you have to and we're running fans all over the place yeah you yeah know? um and then you're in jamaica you can't get a spare ah, part for that, an air conditioning is, unit is that, is that why the, the the song sounds like a fan in the background yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> 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 right 
That's it. Oh, the trombone. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Found a reason to use the trombone. <laughs> Finally. Yes. Which means more setups. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, I, I walked out here and I was like, I did some interviews in a bunch of studios. I was working at a rehearsal studio. I was like, you got to pay me. Uh, he was like, no. Then he ended up paying the guy that was after me because I left. And then he had to make sure somebody was on staff. Yeah. So, you know, it was just really shitty. I was working. I was uh, trying out for a job at a unnamed recording studio, famous recording studio. <laughs> and um, the guy I'm working with, you know, I'm soldering some some points on a neve board and i'm like this is my trial like really you're letting me solder on your yeah. fucking nice ass big ass board and he's like oh so you're married and i'm like yeah and he goes and you want to stay married and work here and i was like damn this is a fucked up industry because where is this uh burbank this is in Burbank. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the music industry, though. The music yeah. industry is like, you got to come in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, right? Because the artist is going to show up at 4. Yeah. And you're going to leave here at 3 in the morning, right. 4 in the morning. Yep. And you're never going to complain. And, yeah, that's not great for relationships if you're trying to keep a, right. know, a wifey at home. So I was like, hmm, maybe I'll look for something else. Yeah. You know? And eventually I stumbled was it a quick those. decision or no. Was, was it, no I was gonna say no, it, so, was, it was hard try because you really you like was that your, like your dream kind of growing up was to do music and yeah I mean music? I've been doing music for 20 years yeah so, so you had to come to the realization is like okay I was, this yeah. isn't a lifestyle that I wanna I got a job job because I have bills to pay like what after, were you doing <laughs> I just I got, I got into a related job right like anybody else like most people who do when they come out of the school it's just selling equipment Okay. Yeah, because you can always sell the gear. So yeah, I was yeah. selling the DAT tapes to the dude who's recording Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was like, why can't I be recording Kill Bill? Yeah, yeah. And the guy gave me the job. He was like, you're not going to leave here to take like a sound mixing job, right? And I was like, of course not. And then, of course, six months later, I'm like, hey, here's my two-week notice. I got a sound do a mixing job. job. And I was promptly marched out of that facility. Really? Yeah. So, so you started by a really red-faced, really yeah. angry man. So you, you, you kind of started on set then, right? I interned on set before studying, but yeah. I actually uh, got into it in post after studying. Okay. So do you, do you like stopped and went to like a uh, post school. school or? Yeah, I was gonna go. Sound? Well, no, there's no post schools or there's, sound. There's no post schools. Just just sound school, and they teach post as like a one day class. Where did you Where did you go? Um, or one week class. I went to a Los Angeles recording workshop, now oh, known okay. now known as the Los Angeles Recording School, which is owned yeah. by the conflagration of you know. Recording so it's it's, a, it's probably a bigger program school. now, huh? <laughs> it's way bigger, yeah. way more expensive. <laughs> That's what I tell a kid. I saw a kid who was like spending 30 grand a year and he's going on a three year program. He's like, can you give me any tips? I said, well, I made it through on a nine month program. (laughs) 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 So I don't know what you're going to learn in the other two years and three months, but good luck. Did they teach you like pro tools and stuff though? And do all that stuff? So so they did start to teach you like the digital way of doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did everything. And we did Foley and we, you know, we had video and we put sound to, to film. You know, they've got it more polished now, but it's the same thing. A school is a school is a school, right? It just kind of yeah. gives, gives the same curriculum to everybody. And then, hey, float, float or sing, right. right? Was that your first time doing the digital, any side of, uh, no, of sound now? No, no. Or? 
when I was recording in Puerto Rico, I'd recorded digitally already. Okay, so, you, so that's when you first started getting your hands, and this just kind of fine-tuned well, it a little we bit. We were using, back then, uh, before like computer recording, we would use tape. It was yeah. digital on tape. So we were all on ADATs, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A, a, and then you slaved those with uh, you know synchronization stuff, LTCs. and It was a little bit more complicated, but that just made everything seem a little bit easier as that, that uh, improved with technology and time. That transition, man. But that transition was brutal. So I came in and the big studios, the music studios were literally closing Ocean and all these places were literally giving out their rooms to one particular artist for the entire year just yeah. so they could get a rent. And, it, you know, for, yeah. for a lot of studios, I think that's the, that's the beginning of the end, right? That was the death bell around 2000, 2001. So. Yeah. And when I saw Post, I was like, hey, look, television ain't going anywhere. No, ever. <laughs> and apparently it can be digitized and it's you get even more of it. Oh, so yeah. Now with the streaming, it's everywhere. There's more. There's more. That's so what I'm saying. You more. see, you know, music, music has gotten a little bit more provincial. It's true that now record labels are pretty much, you know, obsolete. Right, right, right. They don't have half as much importance as they well, used have a to. Lot of, yeah, you have a lot of artists coming out now that just pride themselves. Like It was so foreign to not have a signed artist or anything like that. But then like with technology, that was getting so, it was so easy for people to just record in their closet. Well, <laughs> and, they, and they lost the, the formula. They had that formula yeah. to get the number one hit, the marketing and the thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Justin Bieber shows up on YouTube yeah. and breaks it. He yeah. just, it just straight up broke it and yeah. now it doesn't matter if you have a label or not because no. if you get a billion views on right. youtube you're already yeah. fucking filthy rich yeah, Ch chance chance the rapper ended up getting a number one hit all by himself no labels it's completely it's Dude. like there's it's so fucking crazy that the, so now now like it's it's not as crazy of a thing to try to go for i mean the only time they try to do is still for a little bit of advertising but you don't yeah, need yeah. it if you're good enough. Oh, no, no. And once you have the name, sure, they yeah. hop on. But right now, what was it we were talking about? Somebody was saying that uh, labels now are simply hopping on to an artist's song to get a commission. Like, yeah, we'll help you with the marketing. Just give us like 10%. Like, yeah. it, it's completely flipped around. Yeah, yeah. Like where, now, it was, where it was like what they, they would the take label like 80%? Is the, <laughs> the label is the artist bitch now, yeah. where before the artist was the label's That's bitch. how it should be, though. <laughs> it yeah, really well, should no, be. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. it's... That's where the internet definitely democratized well, some talent. Shit. Talent needs to be paid, man. I mean, yeah. if you're talented, you should yeah. be compensated for your talent. Bless hip hop. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what did you do? You went. To, you went to school, and then you got a. You, you, I got a job a selling shit. I got a <laughs> job selling <laughs> boom mics and dat tapes. Yeah. Yep. That's what happened. So, when did you finally get into a, a post house? Uh, I kept begging for something better from As my school. We do. <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, send me anything anywhere. They're like, oh, look, try this mom and pop boutique shop in Santa Monica. And I go there and the walls are in velvet, colored velvet. Okay. It's funky. I'm it's with funky. it. The dude's got a pompadour. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then as you walk down the hall, there's records of the dude with the pompadour. Like Whoa. hanging on the wall, like his MTV record, like like, like gold records. No, 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 the vinyl, straight vinyl, <laughs> <a> vinyl. straight <laughs> vinyl. He, he made them himself. 
yeah, yeah, they're fra- they're framed, yeah, yeah. but they're vinyl. They, yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. They they ain't gold. <laughs> they ain't even silver. Um, wow. At least he takes pride in his work. <laughs> so so he convinces me. You know, he he convinced me with the money. Basically, he he throws it down. He says. You know, he shows me all the rooms and I see the big Dolby stage, right? That says THX on it. And you're like, oh, wow. These big old Yamaha digital consoles, which everybody now recognizes the shittiest shit from the transition (laughs) from analog to digital. Everything was in that transition phase. But he shows me the guy that works like his top mixer guy. And he's like, this guy makes, I pay this dude a hundred bucks an hour. And I say, can I sign up? Where? Like. Yeah, yeah. And then he takes me in. He goes, yeah, man, I like you, but you got to work for free because that's how it works in this industry. Right? Yeah, as we you, all did. <laughs> you got you to gotta, you gotta put your time in for free. And I'm like, look, dude, I came off. I'm, I got a job. Yeah. Like, I got bills. I got a job. You know, I want to do this, but you got to work with me, man. Like, I got things to be. He goes, hey, look, if you can do my machine room, right, if you can manage my machine room, I will pay you. And I'm like. Boom. Let's, yeah. let's go, yeah. right? With the hubris. And I looked at all those machines and man, that was so sad. I was like, I recognized a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I knew what shit was, but I didn't know how to operate jack shit. I, lo- I looked it up and down. I looked real serious and I said, well, I could do two weeks for free. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. You just got intimidated by everything? Oh, no, no, no. Like- there was no way. Like, there's a lot of machines. So, in engineering, you know, each machine is a thousand page manual. Yeah. It's going to take a minute to operate. And this was before it was accessible in the internet, easy accessible, right? Oh, and and it's it's weird fucking machines. Like, we're we're talking about machines that existed for a moment in time. And, you know, you're talking about the that whole integration between analog and digital is very real in what we do. Yeah. And when that transition was happening, there were a bunch of machines in the middle of those layers, right? So if you're if you're just doing this easy job or that easy job, but audio video is the integration of two fields which are independently yeah. pretty fucking massive. Yeah. You know, being able to dominate the the video industry is a whole world onto itself. The audio industry is in a whole world onto itself. And here you are taking these two giant industries. And we're like right there at the melting pot. We have to be able to run somebody else's video and then synchronize this audio. How do you do that? Right. So mind blowing shit. Yeah, dude. yeah. In that two weeks though, did That's you why start we're engineers? Did you, I was to say, in that two weeks though, did you start to figure some of that shit out? Oh yeah, no. In two, in two weeks, he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna start paying you." Uh, after I think the third week, he's like, "I'm gonna start paying you." <laughs> he, and he two told weeks me, "Turn into three weeks." Yeah, because <laughs> it was like uh, July fourth. It was yeah. a short week or something. And then he tells me on the Friday, like, you know, Monday is gonna be my first day paid, and it was great. And the dude that was training me had helped me out. He and you know, I got there on Monday, and the dude that was training me had been fired on Friday. Oh, oh shit! shit. You were, he was training your replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a classic, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. classic. <laughs> so you learned everything you need to know, right there. Yeah. <laughs> and That's then funny. before, and then before I could either move up or be fired, I had to train a replacement. Right. So if yeah. I can train a replacement and still be useful, I get to move up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that actually worked out for me better than the guy that I replaced, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Well, that's kind of a good thing, though, because, I mean, what, you take two weeks of somebody uh, 
they work for free. You see if their commitment and their like motivation. Well, and their capacity. And can their they capacity, do it? Capacity. Can they do it? Yeah. Or yeah. Exactly. But if see if, if you. It shows if you want it bad enough, like you're gonna like do whatever you fucking can. To do you know how long it took me to find somebody to replace me? How long? Oh my god, we must have fired a thousand. I was gonna say they we come must in have and fired, just like nope. We must have fired a thousand people. I began to see people as like Kleenex, like expendable. Like I was like, I really like this guy. Oh, I fired him yesterday. Yeah. Like that was my boss. Like, why'd you fire him? I just I got a vibe. <laughs> I literally got that answer, dude. You gotta like, live with them all wow. the time, and they gotta be there. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's the other guy, the guy that's like ten years older than me, and I'm teaching him how to edit, and I'm like, hey man, it's a couple light light bulbs went off in reception. Could you go ahead and change those for me? He goes, I'm not here to change light bulbs. I said, dude, I make fucking smoothies. He goes, I'm not here to change light bulbs. I said, don't let the door hit you on the way out, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're older, but eh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna play that game. So how long were you there for? I was there for a few years, and then I went off with the guy that got paid a hundred bucks an hour, and he went. He made his own studio, and I followed on his coattails. Oh, like, okay. that's good. You know, I figured he was the he was the baller for real. So, well, that's how every. I mean, maybe post, but that's the same as yeah, yeah, regular. Just to say, like, yeah. you get in, you work with a few people, and then the people that trained you kind of go off and do something else and bigger, yeah. and and you. I- you're, they're the person that you you want to show your devotion to. It's not right, the people right. that own the actual company or anything. No. It's it. no. It's the people that actually stuck their neck out for you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys who trained you, the guys who were like, I want him, you know. And funny enough, I worked for that guy at that studio, at the original studio where I started in, say, 2002, 2003. I started working on a show back then. And 20 years later... We just did some work on the same show. I can say the show, right? See, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we we just did some some dialogue for Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, dope! <laughs> and and that was a show that I did the dialogue for, you know, nearly twenty years ago. And everything's changed about how we say, do, how much about the how same. we do yeah. the work, but the work itself has changed nothing. Yeah. So you know the tools changed. It got easier and I was just saying, so it must have gotten easier then, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the difficulty of the job, yeah, never going to go away. Yeah, Because yeah. you're <laughs> recording on a set, and that's just, it's always going to be a shit yeah. show. Well, also, the difficult, as things get easier with the thing, I mean, that's why IA is, uh, I don't know if you've heard about the possible strike that might be happening pretty soon with there us. Local, uh, uh, I think it was Local 11. 700? Did 700 no, no, lo- Local 11. I don't know what a local eleven is. Me neither, but I saw them uh, doing a protest in downtown. Oh, really? Yeah. No, it's it's gonna be all of IA. I think it covers uh, over twenty different unions. Oh, the IATSE, like the whole thing. IATSE, the entire IATSE, mine so, included. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck, ours included too. We're all under IATSE. Yeah, I, if yeah, you guys yeah. are under IATSE, you'll, you'll have to strike too. Well, we're we're. I'm inactive, and he's on his way. But so, yeah, <laughs> so we're gonna pretend like we're yeah. ah yes, we're with you in yeah, solidarity yeah, yeah. Yeah, while yeah. we're. <laughs> Cash and paychecks. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing is. So IA is pretty much all going to do it because of the producers and everything. So yeah. why? Why is happening? Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, new media. And this is this goes in a conjunction. New media. Yeah, it goes in a conjunction with what we were just talking like about. Hulu, Netflix. Things, you know how like things that? are getting. YouTube. E- yeah, new so media is also uh, YouTube, Instagram, video games. Yeah, yeah, video games. New media. Uh, some uh, VR. Maybe. 
Mm, they're, I, I they're not s- as unionized yeah. yet. The, that's all very private because it's too high tech. Right, it's right, mostly right. think Netflix, Hulu, stuff like that. Mostly. Gotcha, Disney gotcha. Plus. Every, that's what all the TV streaming. Going so with that and with the wake of COVID, here's the thing we realize. We can very much do 10-hour days on sets. We can very much go without having crazy all-nighters and fratter days and without abusing. But since it started going with the new media stuff, they're trying to pump out quicker and the demands are quicker. So since they've seen that uh, with the new technology and with everything, they can pump out shows a lot faster, um, the deadlines have become much shorter which also starts to involve you guys also because not only do we have to do stuff faster, but your turnaround and your deadlines oh, become bro, sometimes minimal. 24 hours. That's what I mean. So now you guys don't have time to actually do what you need to do to work as we don't have time to be our full creative best and be able to put everything. Sometimes we're getting the scripts the night before yeah. for what we need to shoot. That's so, so with this, like think about it in props, like, Oh, Hey, we need this custom crazy mask that's self sculpted to the actor's face. It's like that can't fucking happen overnight. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like we can't do that. So, um, with all that happening, it's mostly about the hours and the overnights and the Fridays because we, we during COVID, it showed that we can do the slower stuff. They can get a good product and they can do that. But as they started getting the coattails, now we're back to 14 to 16 hour days and we're doing Fridays every single time. And in our renegotiation that we've sent to the producers, we've tried to say, uh, hey, we want we want a better pay for just a 10 hour day. And if you are going to go like past 12, like we want it to be significant because taxes is taking away a lot of it anyway. And really the overtime isn't worth like what we're doing to our bodies and killing ourselves for these. Plus, for people with families, we can't keep doing these Fridays and going into Saturday morning and then having a 7 a.m. call time that next Monday. Overtime overtime was always, I think, or maybe should always be treated as a disincentive. Yeah. Right? Not as an incentive for no. the worker to want to work more, but as a disincentive right. for the producer right. to want right. to be exceptional. It should be like three times or four times more of your regular it rate. Should. So so they don't yeah, even get triple. There. So they they're yeah. like yeah, which is which is in most most of the budgets I work with, overtime is the death bell. So it is. <laughs> so I mean, so what with us though, it's like they'd rather give us all this overtime than give us an extra couple days because it's just cheaper to pay for an extra five hours penny pinching everybody of overtime than to give an entire crew a whole other day well, plus when, we when get you the have product crew, out quicker but bro when you have a crew of 200 that's where the money really gets crazy but I understand what you're yeah. saying I'm yeah. just yeah, I'm just being does. the you know no for sure and that's the it, devil's advocate and, here and, and, and the big problem with the unions what the, what, the unions are supposed to protect us and all that stuff they are um, but it's less for me. I'm a young guy. I can do it. I don't care. I like the paychecks. It doesn't really matter as much for me, but I know it's going to change once I do have kids and stuff and an actual family that I want because when you work till 7 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and you have to sleep all of Saturday and you get a few hours Sunday to readjust your schedule and then you have to go straight to work at 6 a.m. Monday, then you don't have weekends. And these shows do that every single week for some people for five months straight. So you just absolutely, you can't have a personal life. You can't have any hobbies. You can't have a family. You know what I mean? And it's just supposed to be like, basically the producers are like, well, if you don't like it, get out of the industry. It's like, well, livelihood is 
nuts important. is important. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't care who you are. Like you can be passionate about film and want to do this stuff, but it's something that's so basically they we sent renegotiations renegotiations to say hey let's make 10 hours a standard let's do this let's like give at least an extreme premium for friday overnighters and we'll see with that and they basically turn it down and they wanted to take some stuff away from us even Whoa. that we've already had so with that Isn't michael talking about this yeah we're yeah this is this is this is hot yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's hot it's a hot topic it is so basically, since they said that, it was like, okay, IA is like, all right, well, and there's like Facebook groups about it, and like the support about it, or like, okay, it's going to go into a heavy strike. If you thought that the writer strike was bad. No, an IOTC strike is crazy. Imagine but, the entire but crew the, going but, down. But, <laughs> but the truth is that that's where the power is. Individually, yeah. Exactly. That's where the power is. And until, you know, until the producers see how much power, you know, the 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 union membership has cuz it's not the union that has it, it's the membership that goes out there and puts their asses like you say, you know, out yeah. there every day and you know, once those guys say, "Hey, we're not going to show up." Things tend to change fairly quickly. They will change quickly. Cuz usually, you know, the most of production can last shut down couple of weeks and those are deep pocketed productions oh yeah extremely most but, most productions fold in a day when they're you know yeah and i don't know if you remember much about the writer's strike even but like that was devastating that was heavy that was super heavy but a lot of shows still manage because they did what we we're doing right now kind of like with the podcast you see like conan didn't go down he lost all of his writers he didn't go down he just put the board in front of him played around and won it yeah. Just to put out something. You know what I mean? A lot of shows just did that. They just it was like were the like, all right, we'll just... It was we'll like just, the pandemic. Yeah, it was like the pandemic. They literally <laughs> would just go, yeah. kind of wing it. I have an iPhone. Hey. Exactly. Like, a lot of shows would come. They'd come up with kind of things like, okay, we can kind of make that work, and they would wing it, and, and they would put it... Doesn't mean we've got our best material at that time, but there was content. Yeah. Now, tr let's say IA all goes on strike. Imagine coming to the set was like, well, the writers have some stuff. We have producers. We have directors. But wait a minute. We don't have camera. We don't have sound. Nope. We you don't have what's art gonna department. Happen then? The lighters, one of, one lighting of, the you don't have anything. Yeah. One of the producers is going to grab an iPhone, dude, light up the fucking one light, and that's it, man. And it's going to look Shitty like a student film. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and then you know what? They're gonna go to a um, a new student that just graduated from school. It's like, hey, you want to edit this for free? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and pizza and credits. <laughs> <laughs> pizza and credits. And some other dude to do the yeah. sound. Like, hey, we got some cold pizza. Would yeah. you like some? Dude, there, it's gonna be there, a pretty dope by credit. There aren't enough dudes. They just aren't. Yeah, there's not. You know that's 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 the thing is that the 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 jobs that are done are so specialized. Everybody, right? You know, when you're talking, we're talking art department. You got you know you got the prop guy, yeah, prop master. You got the prop dudes under the prop master. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's true. You got this hierarchy, so many different people doing so many different things, and you take them all away at the same time. 
Nah. It crashes. Nobody, nobody survives. You talked, I mean, Freddie was even saying there's a reason why he quit the job that he was prop mastering is because he said, I'm not ready for it. And because he even he didn't realize he had been working in props and set decoration for so long. And he's like, oh, I got a prop master job. And I like, I didn't want to discourage him, but he was like, way like, to not. Was, like, he kept saying, dude, you're not supporting me. I was like, I'm not, not supporting you, man. I'm just saying like. It, there's a lot of responsibility and you know, there's a lot that comes with it. And I'm just trying to tell you what he's like, Oh, you just don't think. I and then three weeks later, he's like, I need to quit because it's just too much. I'm falling. I'm getting chewed out. Like I need to end this. <laughs> I, I taught sound engineering and I tell everybody, you know, most of you are going to fail. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. like if, you, cause if I don't tell you the truth, then you're going to be like, Oh, they sold me some other bill of goods. No, this is this is like a struggle. Like no. you need to want this so bad that you put other things behind and like, No, right. You and know, then you sacrifice a lot even, of shit to be And you gotta be humble about it too. Like and that's what it's saying about like Freddie because the the problem with him do I, and it honestly I'm glad he did this and I'm glad he failed because you need to fail a lot of stuff to become successful. Failing in Hollywood. Just failing Hollywood. Uh, you have yeah, you have yeah, what's it? Okay, yeah, a little yeah. late. I'm not quick on the finger, but... <laughs> oh, that's not what she said. <laughs> but, uh, like, being humble is, like, a crazy thing. Cause, like, I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he failed because it made him humble. And it made him, like, step back and say, I'm going to take, a couple, ego, bro. I'm gonna take a couple years before I prop master again. And I was like, okay, yeah, good. Just learn what you need to do. And even with American Horror Stories, like, when I got hired... For that, I was like, listen, I'm not confident I can do this show. And, there, and then the, my boss, who was hiring me, said, oh, I'm 100% confident you can do it. And I was like, okay, but, I mean, if I get fired, it's on you. And I did it. So it's like having that somebody that's telling you that you can do it more is what can kind of gain and push up the confidence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which actually brings me back around. He pushed me for that, yeah. Yeah, I think which brings us up in the timeline to what you were talking about, right? How did you guys meet and... What's your relationship with each other? So interesting. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dovetail back a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. So I please, can, just so I can land Smooth it right right, right, right on that <laughs> runway, right on that runway you lit up. Um, so a few years after I've been working, you know, freelance with a couple different people, I you know doing short films for people. I had one guy who actually got a big project, like a big project, like you know, ten million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Which is you know. N the the type of project I hadn't seen on a movie, no less. And he, I'd done a favor for him on a short. He's like, ah, bring it in. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna give it to you. Basically, tapping me to be the supervising sound editor and to do an entire post package. At that point in time, given that budget, that movie, and that scale, I was um not quite prepared. <laughs> I was like, I was like your friend, but I I I realized I could do it. And take the chance, you know, failing. Um, or, you know, what I tried to do is I tried to negotiate. And I was like, there was some other, you know, post place that was also bidding. So I knew I was bidding against somebody else. And when I looked at the people who were bidding, I was like, these people are pros. Yeah. Let me just go ahead and try to join their team. Yeah. And maybe that's a better option. In terms of my personal development at the time, in terms of being able to take on that job which is the overseer right, job yeah 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 
And so I kind of, you know, I ate some humble pie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I talked to the dude mm, that ran that delicious. company. <laughs> it was so good. He yeah. Was a, he was old, old, like war-worn MPEG dude. He's like, why don't you do it? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, look, you guys. I want to be the best. You guys yeah. do this all the time. For me, this would be going out on a limb. I'd rather be in the nest with you guys because you guys got a nice house and a nice nest rather than on that rickety-ass limb putting my ass out there. Trying to do it cheap because my friend's telling me that there's no budget. Yeah. Right? But these guys don't seem at all worried. That's because they know how to play hardball and they told the dudes like no we need like a quarter million dollars yeah and i didn't have the spots to, to be like sure hey, that's what i need you know no. I'm, tra- I'm trying to bring it in in the numbers that they're telling me that they have budget for and these guys are like fuck you we need this much money you know and they have the credentials to back that right shit up, so right? In, in, a, in other words you want as opposed to trying to like figure it out along the way you with want a lower l- budget with a lower budget you want to learn from the best to be the best in right. the future well, <laughs> yeah. learn from the guys that get the bigger money it's the same thing like yeah. going after the 100 dollar an hour dude right you yeah. don't go for the guy you don't go for the machine room job you, yeah you take the machine room job hoping to get to the you know re-recording mixing yeah. job so i was like look i'm gonna take the dialogue editor job and then I got to do dialogue editing on stage at the Samuel Golden, you know, dub stage where they did Raiders of the Lost Ark and where they did Empire Strikes Back. Right, right, Working right. with some fucking mixers that just turned that shit into an amazing feature that never got released. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> A $14, billion, $14 million film that yeah. stayed on the shelf. Oh, no. Oh, but it was nice. I got I got paid. Yeah. Um, so, so then with you guys, then it was finished. Why didn't it get released? Oh, it's called The Great Recession. It's this little story called they got offered like a good deal from Paramount, but it was under their 100% double, you know? So yeah. they, they made 14. They were trying to sell for 28. And they got like two thousand screens in like October, but they were only getting offered twenty, and so they declined off of that. You know, it was still above. They they were still in the profit. They were in the green. And but it they, just went but away. But they said yeah. no. Well, the Great Recession took Jesus all the money. Remember Christ. the fight? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, maybe maybe you weren't in the industry. I'm I'm a little older, maybe, but the money credit right credit dried up, and this whole industry like everybody's borrowing money to pay for these things. Nobody's actually paying cash. So yeah, everything dried up, stayed on the shelf. She never, the, the movie never managed interesting, to make it Interesting, interesting. But then, you know, years later, given the opportunity to take that bigger role, I had that experience, you know, after a few years, and I had such a busy summer back in uh, 2017 that uh, that's when, you know, I'd met Nico a few months earlier and uh, producer Nico. Producer, yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of like that better, though. <laughs> producer, nice. producer Nico, Nico. yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and, and uh, just got good vibes. You know, he was dealing with a hard project, and then they kind of called me in to help sort out, uh, you know, kink, it, kink in the cable, so to speak, some pal shit. Pal's always fucked up. Yeah. Just so I can get on the right timeline. When was this? Was this like when I just moved in from Florida? R- right away. Okay, cast take. So this Maybe is like right when after. you just came in. Two and you months were, after. It was like right because you were you were emailing a bunch of people and you landed something pretty quick. That's what yeah. you landed. <laughs> well, I landed the gig that he helped me with. Yeah, the pal stuff. He yeah. got that first gig, 
and I wasn't doing too much for the company, but a couple couple weeks later, everything kicked up. So I, I had been teaching out here in Castaic. I'd been teaching oh, um, cool. recording for production and post. And, um, and then I started getting really busy. I had like two movies, three movies in that one summer fall. Uh, plus we did a web series. We did a pilot. Um, maybe some more stuff like things yeah. were just things were just flying and I needed a lot of backup and this guy stepped up bro just I saw him I was like hey can you do it he was like yeah and he did yeah there was a point you just didn't stop working ever that's like today <laughs> yeah. today it's like to, yeah it didn't <laughs> stop ever <laughs> it hasn't stopped it hasn't God. stopped thankfully thankfully still dude. going <laughs> yeah so was that like the was that this is that when with all the reality that was happening was that around that time? Of, yeah, we did we did we did movies first, and I stuck him on a web series which he knocked out of the park, um, which was really fun. Like this weird sci-fi Amazonian woman. Like, <laughs> what was it? Miss Universe twenty fifty one. Twenty fifty one or something. Miss twenty fifty one. Oh yeah, they had to drop Universe because Trump sued him. Oh, Miss 2059. Yeah, there Miss 2059. Oh, it's right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there'd be sounds. I mean, there's so much shit you were... I remember in Castaic specifically, because you would come out and just breathe for a little while. It was like, hey, what up? Yeah, I What's need, today? <laughs> Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> I need to get my head out of this weird negativity reality world. Oh, breaking homicide. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is... That was that was back when he was sensitive to the homicide things. Now we just did a mini series about like uh, serial killers, and we were like, "Wow, yeah. <laughs> I feel nothing." Well, I did still had to purge a bit. No, yeah, yeah. Lie, yeah. It, it it was a little rough. That's what I think is you need to breathe, take a breather for a little purge. while. Yeah, right. you, you come purge through, you be like, "It's all bro. death and shit." <laughs> yeah, you gotta purge the psyche. Yeah. yeah, true crime, really. Yeah, but it, it really helped though working on Dave. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we had some laughs in working, between working the fucking comedy. homicides. God, comedy's great. With Dave, did you guys do the season one of Dave or two? Two we worked on a few shows. A few shows. Yeah, Dave is awesome. I love that show. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. You know who mixes Dave? You see a lot of like dick and ass in that. Dick huh? and ass. <laughs> that same guy that I my my hero from the first job. That oh, this is the guy that we pay the hundred bucks and that's yeah. the guy that mixes Dave. Uh, on set, he's the sound. Or no, 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 post. post. Really? No yeah, shit. Yeah. And he's the guy that does Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, awesome. Same guy. So you guys are still working with him? Uh, yeah, whenever we can. I mean, yeah. it's all, it's always a pleasure when he has uh, any sort of need for our our collaboration. Well, you guys, you guys just started your own thing, though, huh? Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. <laughs> Perfect Pitch Entertainment. Perfect Pitch Entertainment, huh? Yeah. So what brought that on? You guys were ready. <laughs> Well, you know, um, the way I see it, dude, it's like we've been working all these years together and, you know, realizing that we can't do it alone, you know? And our collaboration has always been strong. Like, we've always had so good so good respect for each other. You know, it's always been that eye-to-eye level, you know? It's never been a demeanor type of shit you know like oh i'm more than you or you're, you're less than me type of shit you yeah know? and i think it's always been that you had told me there was brotherhood. An, there, you had told me there was an awakening moment for you um that you realized you were in a company that you weren't going to be able to 
move up because you wanted to move up to like engineer. And he gave me the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Always. Yeah. And it, so that was like an eye opening. And was that the only option for you to get out and just start your own thing? Or well, the dudes had some. The dudes had some things. He was oh, like, really? He was like, "Yeah, you ain't, you ain't gonna. This this place is only gonna ever have one mixer or something like that." Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm not gonna teach you. You know, I'm not gonna teach you how to do what I do because I know, you know, because 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 that whole thing where I trained the dude, you know, the yeah, machine yeah, room yeah. dude trained me, and then he got fired and I got hired. Yeah. So this guy still has that chip on his shoulder, and honestly, I'm completely the opposite. Yeah. I'm like. Dude, I wanna I wanna be like a hoe out there, say yes to everything, get yeah. all the business, and then I can't do it all by myself. So yeah. I, I gotta teach somebody, you so, know. So yeah. I'm very much about like empowerment and I've always like the whole relationship that we've had was like, Can you step up? Yeah, he says I he says he can step up, dude. Give him the power. Let him show if he can step up and if he steps up, you know. So that's trusting yourself. And can't you, like, if there was more than one engineer or, or mixer within that, they'd be able to take on more work, right? That's well, it's, what it's we're very, trying to do, yeah. th- That guy, we're not going to say, say who it is. No, right, of but course that, not. But that's very provincial. It's yeah. super It's super small. And that's why that place will have the footprint it'll have, and it'll be what it is, right? And it may be a very great business for that one person. Yeah. But I'm trying to create a, you know, we're trying to create a business for more than just one person we're trying to create a business like we got a couple of guys that started up right now it's our first contractors in the company and you know we're trying to get them to keep moving up so that we can keep moving up all together like the more like you said the more guys we got the more business instead of having two mixers now we have four and now we can say yes to 10 shows yeah way more I mean, we're doing 20 hours a week. Yeah, of we're going to be doing 30 in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Not to scare your ass. But. <laughs> this, this, I mean, that I, I'm trying to like think of that. It's like it's like if somebody was like as an as an assistant prop master, if someone was like, oh, you're never going to be able to prop master. You work for me. You're an assistant prop master. You ain't ever. It's like I want to run the yeah, whole show you, you one day. Wanna, you don't want to be there. No. Yeah, but, when you get that roof, that's a sign for you to get the fuck out. Yeah. So it sounds like, I mean, with both your connections and everything that's going on, everything sounds like it's going wonderfully. You know, as long as we can keep our uh, our clients happy. You're only as good as your last show. True. That's the truth. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, your positivity so. kind of helps, too. I'm guessing you guys can sweet talk uh, clients pretty well. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but we You create, have the resume to show it, too. But, but you create a consistency, right? So what we try to do is we try to figure out what is it that you really want as a client. What's your product? What what do you need from us, right? We give you a better product than what you thought you could get. Yeah. And then we try to keep it consistent there. So as much as we can, right, n- you're only as good as your last mix. But if you keep your clients happy, yeah. your clients are going to want to come back. You right, know? And right. We have the, the only reason why we're, we're going to have 30 hours from one client. One single client's gonna give us thirty hours of television per week. You know that that's the kind of trust that you really want. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? The kind of trust that, and they're not even coming in for reviews. Like we review one show at the beginning of the season, and everything else just goes out for notes, and that's it. We're doing thirty hours of that. That's thirty. We're doing no 30, 30 shows. Thirty shows is fifteen hours. They're half yeah. hour shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, thirty shows, fifteen hours. It's Jesus. still fifteen hours. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of TV, dude. 
You guys, you guys are in the process of becoming a union shop, or I'm gonna talk to uh, working on it. <laughs> it, well, it. It's in the horizon. Yeah, you know, our post is weird. Man. Yeah, I, I don't know. know if I, I know. I don't know if anybody's really. <laughs> I'm come, very aware. Like, like it's so messed up. Like the editors can manage to get on the post, right? Can get on the on right, the, right, on right. the unionized post, but somehow the audio guys were like, oh, it's just a, it's just one dude. Like we can totally figure out how to not pay this dude on the union, and like we literally, I feel like we get the the shorter end of that stick. Always, always. So. Um, but given that most of the shows that we do are union, I think you know if we build the customer base, build the you know build the relationships, and then we talk to the union and say, hey, look, th- these are our customers. You know, let's find the middle ground because you know the, our customers aren't the high-paying customers. Right, right, right. You know, so the union needs to also work with us in terms of you know what we would what we would end up, you know, signing and stuff. But uh, yeah, we're totally open for it. Like, yeah, I want I want to be back in. You know, I've been inactive for pff, over a decade. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they want me back in. They're like, look, we'll lower the fee for you, but you know, but at this point, we'd end up entering the union as signatories so that's a whole different right i get it so that's a whole different it's uh, a whole thing <laughs> yeah but w- do we want to yes absolutely yeah L- live uh what is it live better work yeah union. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it gives you a whole like legitimized like thing on because i think no one's gonna look at a shop and say oh yeah we're a union shop and be like oh you guys probably aren't legit then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It puts like a huge label. Oh, you, oh, you, you're paying. Yeah, yeah. To be in the union means that you've made you're enough paying. money to yeah. decide to pay to decide to be legit. Like it's right. like the real business license. Yeah, it's like a license a, to sell alcohol almost. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's a big boy. Um. All right. So, um, I'm I'm gonna push you a a question that Freddie usually gets to our guests. Okay. Um, with my twist, because I think my way of say, asking is better. <laughs> hi, hi, hi to Freddie in absentia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if if well if done. you if you could only watch three movies for the rest of your life. Oh fuck. Just three movies. So I, I'm not asking what your favorite movie is. I mean, it might fall under your favorite movie, but you're not thinking of like what the best movie is. You're thinking rewatchability. So these are going to be three ones that you got to live with that you can watch over and over for the rest <laughs> of your life. I've watched so many movies so many times that those kind of are automatically disqualified, right? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, which one could you just keep watching that you've seen so many times? At least once a year or twice a year. Yeah. I don't know. I think streaming ruined this question, man. (laughs) (laughs) Did anything get bad with streaming? No, there's just more. There's so much more. Like, why would you ever go back? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, it's a tough question. Wait, yeah. Did, did you do this already? You, you, uh, at given, some point, you've, you've given. I think most point. most people most people usually it's weird. So ev- almost everybody throws in at least like one ridiculous. Co- like you get this one ringer comedy. Look, I start. Well, I, 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 the, my 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 go go to comedy for that one would have just been Groundhog's Day, right? Yeah. That, I, that's I, 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 ever, everybody has given you that one. Right? More than one person has gone with Groundhog's right. Day, and yeah. I've actually had this argument. I was like, why would you choose a movie that's, that's just over and over and over? That you can only watch over and over and over. Because you're in that loop, bro. Because you're already in that loop. Well, maybe maybe in that vein, I'll take Palm Springs. Palm Springs is great. Yes. <laughs> and also, 
I have a bad tendency to fall asleep when I'm watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that movie somehow managed to really do a really good job at putting me to sleep. So if I'm going to have at least one, I'm going to pick one that's going to give me narcolepsy. <laughs> I um, loved that movie. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll I'll do that one. I'll take um I'll take Moulin Rouge because wow. as as a musical, I could probably sing the songs and not yeah. care about the fact that I've seen it three hundred thousand million times. Yeah. I'll take that. That's um, a good one, actually. Cool. And I'll yeah. still and I'll still obsess over that one shot that's really poorly lit that they just had to suck it up and they couldn't color correct it right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> At the end, it's a really close up of of, of you and McGregor and Nicole. Yeah, yeah. And it's just blown out. It's blown to shit. It's got no color. It's got nothing. It looks like two silhouettes almost. Yeah. Um. And I'll still enjoy that shot. It's always good to have something. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Middle of red, uh, and I get one more. Um, oh, I know. What is it? The, the wall. The wall. The wall. That's pretty good. Nobody's gone with like. The wall. Yeah, nobody's gone with like a music. Uh, I'm glad that you kind of went with that's that. A it's like a song that's coming. Yeah. A rock yeah, opera. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the Who. It's like yeah. Tommy. It's it's badass. Yeah. Have you have you you've. I'm guessing that you've gone to Roger Waters a few times. I've seen Roger Waters. Well, I only actually saw him twice, I think. I saw him at the Bowl and I saw him at the Staples. Were both shows The Wall? I, no, the... Yes. I, yeah. No. <laughs> yes. They all, they all blend together. Yeah. Mm, it's like the Grateful Dead. Uh, I, think, I think the Bowl one was not The Wall. Yeah. And the Staples one was The Wall, which yeah. is really amazing. Yeah. I've heard nothing. It was definitely things. worth it. was definitely worth it the ticket price yeah all right those are good those are good ones yeah, actually yeah, all right yeah, yeah. i'm all right all right yeah you're all right you pass you pass this time well, let's talk about that's a lot of pressure i dude. know yes. i know i should have gave you a warning before you came in but uh no it's okay yeah. it's better it's better it's authentic <laughs> put it in this spot yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right let's talk about some tv and movie stuff um so uh i just got back from hawaii not to we didn't talk about this much in the last episode because we were a little bit overwhelmed but i always like to talk when i travel about movies i see on the plane because no matter which uh flights you take they they i don't know how much you fly um but if it's any much as much me i take a whole bunch of different flights it doesn't matter so with between united between this one was hawaiian airlines between any of that stuff they always have like an app where they have some free movies and all that stuff like that so and they're all different so i think they're like deals that they make so this was hawaiian airlines so I kind of like to try to just stick to what they have. Yeah, the freebies. The freebies. The freebies. Uh, and what I saw this time was, and it's usually what's what I'm in the mood for as we're going, but Rampage. Oh, with The Rock? That. With The Rock, where he was friends with a monkey and it got really big because of like... That's oh, from no, a I, video game, I did you know? not see that. Is it from a video game? Yeah, it's a, cold, a video game called Rampage. It's a... Monkey that destroys buildings. Oh, I do remember that. It was is there, I mean, but is there two D like is from there, the nineties? Is there 90s. a werewolf? I mean, is there a giant wolf and an in alligator? The second two? One, yeah. <laughs> the second <laughs> rampage two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I watched that for the first time ever. I watched The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. That's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. But I get it mixed up with Witness. Yeah, I get it messed up with like Air he Force like, One. Oh, or Clear and Present Danger. No, wait, everyone getting them all mixed up. Now. He's the president in Air Force One, though. It's a way different movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
The fugitive. I know, That's I not think how I you spell it. No, I, I'm not a good speller. The fugitive. You know, I used to edit those airplane movies. G-I-T. They take shit, they take shit out. I don't want to burst your bubble, but we cut those. There it is. In post. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a job, taking the nudity out of Frida Kahlo. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, 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 would get the, uh, we would get the stems, and we'd, ha- we'd have to take out all the parts that they, they took out for obscenity, for nudity. Because oh, on shit. the airplane, they give you the clean version. Yeah, uh, they totally yeah. do. Even in Rampage, and, and they'd be was, like... And that was my job, was to take out those chunks. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have to bring in the actor to re-record the... Sometimes I did Velvet Goldmine. We had to bring a sound-alike for uh, Ewan McGregor. Or, <laughs> uh, I, and I had to hook up the, the phone call to do the ISDN ADR with Tony Collette. Really? She was in that, I guess. Yeah, because I think Fugitive, or not Fugitive, but the the Rampage one, there was a lot of them with uh, the Rock being like, "Let's get this mother friggin'," thing. you know? What yeah. I mean? It was uh, a lot yeah. of that. And it's not really the Rock. It's like the sound alike. The sound alike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can't afford the Rock like five months later for an airplane mix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to say frigging. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, I mean, there was a lot of. Sometimes it they do. Sometimes they do actually record them on set, though. Okay, oh, yeah. but but not not usually. Yeah, I doubt. I don't think I've ever the, done the that air, airplane safe. Yeah, wow. um, but the fugitive was good about like Harrison Ford's accused of like a murder of his wife, and he's escaping and running around, and he's just weirdly he good. At, yeah, because he didn't do he it. He didn't do it, and he's weirdly good, and he's trying to find Spoilers. the person. That, he's trying to find the person that was responsible for it. Yes, it was good. It was good. Um, I'm glad like, I watched it. Just I, like Mark Hamill is trying to find the person who's responsible for Harrison Ford's fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I also watched. Uh, whenever I cut, co- I feel like plane rides are the perfect thing for this. But when you like fall on, because when they first come out, I'm just gonna say this: Adam Sandler movies, more recent Adam Sandler movies. When they first come out, a lot of times they they come out and you're like. Fuck that. <laughs> for a couple like, months. Yeah, for, for a while. But then on an airplane, you're like, all right, I think it's a nice time to Which try one? to watch. It was blended uh? with Drew Barrymore. I think this is his fourth movie with Drew Barrymore. Oh, I love that movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's amazing, dude. With Terry Crews, like, yeah, dude, they are blending. That's where the, she can't hold her memory or whatever. And he no, 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 no. That's 50 dates. First Dates. Oh. 50 First Dates. <laughs> is it with the same cast? Yeah, I'm saying they've done, like, this is their fourth movie, I think, together. Because they did Wedding so, Singer. Oh, yeah. The, the, these are these movies where... If you look in the tra- in the trades, right, they're called unnamed Drew Barrymore Adam Sandler <laughs> picture, right? And it's just basically all they do is they go, well, if we can get them together, we'll hire everybody else and make something up. And they literally make these movies up from scratch. There isn't the, like no these adam sandler's like wife had just died and then they in real life no 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 no. in the movie and then he's starting to like date again and he dates rue barrymore at hooters and brings her out of date at hooters and it's like goes awful and then they get a trip to like africa to like an ex-boss or something they couldn't go anymore and they go and she ends up being there and they're like okay that was the worst date ever but then oh now guess what now we're falling in love in africa and stuff like that and and 
they start to like. With that good. name, dude, it just sounds like they're just throwing them in a blender and got, they got blended. Dude. Yeah, well, it's because they have families and they're blending together. Okay, you're gonna call me in ten minutes so that I can tell him I have an emergency. That's Hello. not Hooters. An it's avalanche. Di- no, that's <laughs> right away. He it works at Hooters. Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> she works. I'm trying my best. Garbage twisties. I, I don't know. I don't you're know. awful. This is when Adam Sandler I went to shit. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a little bit after he went to shit. Yeah. Look at that, Africa. Sun, sand, safaris. I want to go to Africa. But it's like they they go to like an all inclusive, pretty much. Yeah, Shaq's in it for a minute. You gonna leave me hanging? Boom. For that that shirt of the trailer, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was the whole thing, isn't it? Terry Crews. Terry Crews is in it. Is this a sick dream? Why have a new mommy? It looks like the set from Isn't Jurassic this World. That's Kawaii. God, man, that music it's, is so awful. Yeah, it's like... It's, it's not a good movie, but it's a watchable movie. <laughs> it's a plain movie, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think this is part of his Netflix, like, uh, I think this was part of his 10 movie deal. A- eight, eight movie deal or whatever. Yeah, he did, like, a, that big movie deal or whatever. I don't know. I never saw that on Netflix. 10 movies for nine ninety nine. I never saw that on Netflix. Yeah, he he signed an exclusive. Yeah, but I never saw that one. I really watched it. Oh. Probably there. I went down a rabbit hole. No. You watched most of his stuff yeah, on Netflix? on all of them. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. You have another one you can add this to is, the list. <laughs> this is the pre-Netflix one. This is the one that got him primed. Was it pre-Netflix? Maybe this is the one that got him primed for the 10 deal, you know? Like you do, you do They're one like, movie. I saw that blended <laughs> shit. <laughs> we're we're going to give you $7 million per that's film. The best shit that. I've seen from you, Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> no, what is it? He came out with a couple ones. I, I like that, that, what is it, the Winkler one or the... Yeah, see, blended the, is not on Netflix. Oh, it's not. Hobby Halloween was amazing. I fucking love that. I liked Hobby Halloween for what it was. <laughs> uh, Murder Mystery was a good one. That one was decent. It's all right. Yeah. yeah, that one's all right. Uh, fuck, what is the one I'm thinking of? Ridiculous Six. Oh, the Do Over. No. Uh, the Do Over was great. He's doing Murder Mystery too. Yeah. Oh my God. You can't see Sandy Wexler. Sandy Wexler. Great movie. I loved that one. Great fucking movie. I thought that one was so good. Yeah. Yeah, And that was, I mean, everything else is, yeah. Well, and uh, the Mayor Witt stories, too, was great. Yeah, different kind of genre, though. After Jack and Jill, it was kind of all downhill for a little while. (laughs) But anyways, that was one I I, I bumped out there. Um, Aside from that, I also downloaded, um, I downloaded on the plane, uh, the movie that I worked on, He's All That, the She's All That remake. Oh, oh my yeah, yeah. God. It was bad. <laughs> Did you see your props in the film? 
Well, yeah. Yeah, of course I did. I mean, were I, you like, yay? Yeah, that's a good cell phone case. <laughs> like, that's a, I always say, like, those aren't the movies that I try to grab. Like, American Horror Stories is one that a lot of people bitch about, but I love working on it because the props I get to make are very fun. specific, unique, fun. They're murder weapons. It's no, like they become Halloween fucking things. Yeah, they become Halloween they become costumes. Toys. They become yeah. toys. You know what I mean? So it's fun stuff that I actually get to like. Ar- be the architect of you know what I mean where right. shows like this are not like th- is that like yeah. the costume designer for the Star Wars figures I mean like kinda, can you imagine yeah. like if you did this That's the, what that I mean. Luke Skywalker star you know well the, think the, about it the lightsaber there was a prop master that, prop that master was the architect behind dude, the lightsaber dude. somebody had to create what do you that? mean somebody a prop master who um, like you, this, I don't even know this who is your is. job. Like you, yeah, no. let's, it, let's, it's let's not like for us. We, we, we know the guy. We know the guy that made the noise for the for the lightsaber, right? Right. We, we yeah. Know, let's go. We let's, got let's, the great Ben Burt. Let's let's, let's let's give a shout out to the post sound god, right? Mr. Ben Burt, Mister Ben Burt. He made the lightsaber, which is a prop. Sound, <laughs> sound like an amazing weapon of destruction. What was the sound of the lightsaber? It was some. It was a TV, dude, with a microphone going above it, like the old that's old what TV. He did. The fucking the tube, uh-huh, the CRT, the, tube. the light CRT tube. Yeah, he suspended a microphone above it. This guy, this guy is so good. And you know what the lasers are? The do do. He he's hitting high tension wires that hold up like the the electricity. Oh, that makes total sense actually. Thing. And then and then he developed another way, which was like you could take a slinky and hang it from a ladder and hit the hit slinky, that, yeah. and it goes doo doo. That, that's the the tie doo. fighter. <laughs> uh-huh, <yeah. laughs> flick it, flick it. See what? Oh, okay. I hear it. <laughs> Here, expand it. Expand it real quick. There. <laughs> We're turning the studio into a full If it was a condensed, <laughs> if we had a different microphone, yeah, yeah. it'd probably work better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the prom master's name was Frank Brutton. Um, he was also behind the props in Indian Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Empire Strikes Back and A Clockwork Orange. Man, yes. he did not do. He doesn't have oh, that much credits, though, but bro. The, but dude, those the Clockwork movies. Orange, the eyeglass thingies. Oh yeah, that's dude, totally. That's him. a really good yeah. one, Mikey, right there. You All, do, every movie that he's done though is legendary. Mikey, <laughs> you do those six movies, and you go home, and you're set for life. You're good for you life. <laughs> you don't need more shit, bro. Yeah. What do you need? You His just made, you made your money. Two thousand one, a Space Odyssey. You yeah. made your money, dude. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. So that's, that's the fair. that's the master right there behind all those awesome props that you got to see. He was probably old too. Yeah. Totally. Um, okay. Let's. So he's all that. Uh, it. It. I mean, Matthew it Lillard. Was a comment, a comedic? Matthew. It, it, it. means for little kids. It's for teenagers for sure. Definitely. I mean, it had its moments. Matthew Lillard was the best part about the whole movie. Uh, Aside from that, yep, it's a good fucking phone case and purse I hand, hand it off. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, let's see. Aside from that, I need to give a shout out to the Simmons and Moore podcast because they called me last week um, right after we recorded our show and I was just chilling. And they called me while they were recording. So I was on the air last week for their show. And Bobby Moore just really had something on his mind that he had to like go. He's like... He's like, I got something for you. He's like, Dennis Rodman, Jean-Claude Van Damme, go. 
<laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? They did a movie. They did do a movie, and he thought it was Simon Says, so he told me to watch Simon no. Says, but it was actually Double Team. I was like 2020. It was something like a Double Team. Hold on, I'll pull up Double Team first. I think Let me I've see. seen that movie. Let me pull up the... Yeah, here we go. There's a movie poster. Yeah, yeah. It. Definitely seen this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, how did Dennis Rodman get in fucking Hollywood? Oh, Mickey Rourke's in it though. Yeah, Mickey Rourke's that in it. That makes it all better. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't seen this one yet. Legit. I'm gonna watch this one, but they kept saying Simon says. So this is this movie with um it has Dane Cook and John Panay in it. Um wow. Yeah. John Panay, if you don't know who he is, he's like an actor that passed away not too long ago. I mean, he was not an actor, a comedian. He's like one of the funniest comedians ever. Uh, I will say I watched this movie because uh, Bobby Moore requested that I watch this movie. He's like, you got to check it out. Dennis. I was like, I didn't know Dennis Rodman acted in anything. So yeah, acted, period. Period. Full stop. And I watched it and I see why. But Dennis Rodman was not the worst part about that movie. <laughs> Dane Cook is just absolutely by far the worst uh, part. He's so by bad, man. Part. He's horrible. Like he's unbelievable. I don't know why anybody like I, I I'm I'm at fault for it too because I was into his comedy like back in like the early two thousands also. And now I look back on it and it's kind of cringeworthy. All his movies are kind of cringeworthy. Yeah. You watch Waiting, like it's a good movie until you see Dan Cook and his parts are extremely cringeworthy. <laughs> Everything he's in and does is super cringeworthy. And I don't even know why he was casted in this one because he plays like the guy and, and that's kind of... It's not like that guy that used to eat pennies or whatever. Uh, you remember? Uh, from MTV? They Tom used to Green? Eat Tom Green? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not cringy yeah. like that. No, uh, not cringy so. like that. He's cringy in the stuff like he tries to like say stuff and pauses for a punchline, but nobody laughs cringy. Like oh. that type of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, he plays a like an Interpol agent in this, but that sucks at everything to where you're like, who the fuck ever hired this guy as an agent? Cause he can't fight. He doesn't have any intelligence. He doesn't do anything. And you're it like, does what look the like a comedy. It's so bad. Uh, John Panay was really good because uh, here's a uh, John Panay. If you can see he, he uh, rest in peace, but he, he was an awesome comedian. Uh, yeah. Oh, seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, he had a famous like. He's like, I went skiing once. He's like, I wore a white jumpsuit yeah, and yeah. went down. He's like, I don't ski. Do you look at me? He's like, I felt bad for the kids, and they're like, Frosty's gonna kill us. <laughs> you know, like he he had some of the best sets ever. If you can ever look back and look at some of his work, it was pretty fucking great. Cool. Um, Aside from that, let's see what else I got. Okay, the movie theaters have opened up again. I started going to some of the movies. I just saw Candyman, the new Candyman. Say Candyman. Say it five uh, times. Yeah, say it five say times. It um, five it wasn't as good times. as the original, but they stayed true to it. I thought it was okay. There was some. Uh, Is that a WB? Guys... No. I no. don't know what it is. No, it's not WB because you would have seen it at uh, uh, HBO at the same time. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's Paramount. Yeah, I don't I don't know Icon. exactly what it is. But I know like they kind of put a cool little twist on it like it, he he it was an artist 
who was trying to do like an installment and he had like researched a lot of stuff about Candyman. So he like did some art stuff and then put it behind the wall behind like a mirror that you pop open. And his art installments were before that with like a little thing that says, say the name five times in front of the mirror and then open it and see the horror behind it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool that the way that they did it there and that's like the the runners of the. Uh, I guess I don't want to spoil too much, but the ru- the sup the the runners of the show after hours may have done it, and horror may ensue after that. You know, wow. mm-hmm. so I mean, it was cool. It kept true to the original, which I guess you can only appreciate. It, it, it's worth checking out. Was it the best movie ever? No. Was it the worst movie ever? No. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're trying to look for something to see on the weekend, how bad was it? Um, it was me plus maybe two other groups. Wow. There was nobody in the theater. And yeah. I think that's because of the COVID thing. Like, uh, they were saying like massly numbers that going to movies are starting to go down again because of like the Delta variant. But I'm kind of using it as an advantage right now. So we're trying to like go to as many go, movies go. now as catch, we can catch some stuff before the theaters like close down again. Plus, like, we've built up all the, like, we have free popcorns almost on our Regal app every single time we go now, so we're trying to, like, take advantage of all that shit. They practically pay you to show up now. Yeah, essentially. So we're like, oh, we're just going to keep on going. Yeah, uh, the, uh, when I went to MC, they gave me free popcorn. Yeah. Hey, whatever happened to that uh, app, Movie Pass? Well, a lot of things happened. They <laughs> didn't make any money. So <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, Amazon didn't make money for seven years, but I guess the pandemic didn't shut Amazon down. Well, but uh, what stronger. happened to Movie Pass during the pandemic is really what I meant. I, uh, Movie Pass ended right? before the it pandemic, did it, didn't it, it? It didn't make it. I don't it think it made it. it I think it went out of business before the pandemic. They because. Here. It was right up to it, right? Almost. Almost. Right? Though they had Movie Pass, and then it went to. They upped the price and limited the movies yeah, yeah. that you can yeah. see in only certain hours. Right, right. They made a shittier deal. They kept making it shittier and yeah. shittier. So they went from all movies anytime to some unlimited, movies no time at all. To some movies limited amount per week, <laughs> sometimes not at all. And everybody was like, July fourth, well, you can't come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody at that point was like, Well, fuck that. Days. Like you can't go on weekends anymore. Like it was it was You had to go on Tuesday nights yeah, at five thirty in exactly. the afternoon. So everybody was like, Fuck that, but AMC <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Eleven thirty to five thirty, you can get as much as you want from Tuesday fuck. to Wednesday. Yeah. But AMC <laughs> AMC now is doing the same thing that movie pass did, just on a a smarter basis. And yeah. they already have an established. Wait, so it, it's AMC called it's called begging you to come to our facility. But, pretty but much. But AMC came up with an AMC Plus. Yeah. Like a streaming platform. Yes. Yeah. Like you pay twenty bucks and then you get like yeah, same. And thing, you can right? watch whatever, the movies that are in whatever theaters. it's in th- theaters. You watch it at your home. Really? Look it up. AMC Plus. Oh, they probably made that deal with the. That that was probably part of the deal with the uh, with the studios. Yeah. That they had with the the whole streaming and the get more of the good stuff gets access to more good stuff. Oh it's just good God. stuff. Sign up exclusive about What's the good content. stuff, dude? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really go into too much detail. Select your provider below to start your free trial. Oh, the fuck! 12, what does it do? 12. Oh, it's a dollar a month for one month. Then eight ninety nine a month. I just got a notification from that. That's another reason why the strike might happen is because 
every like Netflix is raising its price, Hulu is raising its price, Disney Plus is raising its price. They're all raising their price a dollar, and everybody's like, "Well, what the fuck? Why can't we see any of that money if we're gonna jack up the prices? Because you guys are all making billions of dollars already." Damn. Um, interesting. Well, Very interesting. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We are. I I just want to talk about uh two more things. There's I just saw the documentary on uh, Val Kilmer. Have you guys seen that one yet? It's on Amazon. I gotta I watch not, it. I have not watched it. It's yet. really really good. It's super depressing. So prepare yourself. Yeah, because it's about his cancer thing, right? Yeah, he got cancer and he has like a hole in his throat. throat. Yeah, he's so got like throat talks cancer. like he has a hold. The- <laughs> and it happened like right in the middle of like one of his like live touring shows and road shows or whatever. Damn, could you, imagine, cool. could you imagine? Cool. A cue, a cue, cool. Could you imagine a queuing and compressing that dialogue? Oh man, like working with Stephen Hawking. Yeah, <laughs> worse probably because he's still breathing. Yeah, Stephen <laughs> Hawking has some cadence, yeah. right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the other documentary I, ro- I watched, probably equally sad, if not even more sad, is the Bob Ross one. Mm. I heard about that one. Did you guys see that? It. Have no. not watched it, but I heard about that whole fiasco. You should watch it. What We're, fiasco? Well, the people that he who owns Bob who Ross. owns Bob Ross basically screwed over his son, like took the rights to his name and like the manager. Yeah, yeah, and they com- all the paintings and shit. Oh yeah, it's, it's kind of like Prince changing his name to a symbol, but Bob Ross was already dead, so he couldn't do shit about it. Oh. Yeah, and, I mean Bob Ross on his deathbed actually married. Married a nurse to try to like get get, the get stuff the transferred nurse, get so the it nurse. could go to his son and go to his nurse oh, so it no didn't go to the stuff and they still figured out a way to like steal it all. Dude, such a kind guy, yeah. Yeah, and he they were saying like this the, the group of people that stole was all about the money. Where Bob Ross didn't never cared about the money; he just yeah. wanted to teach the world happiness and how to paint. Yeah, how to paint, and that was it. So it, it's an awesome documentary. Funny you that you say that. The other day, I fell asleep watching one of his shows on Netflix. I open up in Netflix and I see Bob Ross. I'm like, sure. I fucking love watching this guy grow up, dude. Beautiful trees. Yeah. Beautiful oh, trees. Happy little accident. It, happy it, little accident. It, yeah. It, we're making a bird. No, it's not a bird anymore. Let's make it a cloud. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's a, a tone, happy little accident. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, though, it grinched me every time he uses the spatula towards the campus. Oh, yeah. That sound makes yeah, me fucking <laughs> cringe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a few more, but I'm going to save them for next week. We'll talk about John Williams next week because definitely have to speak up on the concert. But we have we have some other stuff we want to do. Don't, uh, don't. Let's play some games. Don't, uh, don't, don't, don't. Do we want to do? You don't have game show music. Like you need to get one of those. Like uh, from when you want to be a millionaire. It's like in chords. Yeah, I know. We have some for like the winner circle, but we haven't really played it or done that at all in a while. So. Uh, <laughs> for when we win. For when we win. Okay, okay, so we have a few things we can do. We can do the top ten. We can do <laughs> quote top, that quote top the, ten naked let's quote, movies. Let's do quote. <laughs> quote the movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I haven't okay. done that in a while. Oh, All right, no. let's quote the movie. Yeah, yeah. This is where you gotta really put your brain in the works, man. I'm not sure I'm ready. <laughs> okay, ready. Um, can we choose genres and shit or no? Um, I guess we can. Let's see. Um. I think you guys made the game up. You can pretty much do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, we can right? kind of. Yeah, we kind of can. Um, random movie generator. Let's let's see what we got here. Oh, like a random number generator. Kinda. 
but this one's Eight Mile. Two movies. <laughs> Ready? Go. No. <laughs> um, here, that's optional. We can. I'm slim pick shady. Yes, I'm the real shady. No, no, let's make it random. Yeah. Okay. Oh, full random. Why not? Okay, that's let me see if I can hit there we go, yeah. Okay. You know, I think I saw the 1978 version of Lord of the Rings, if you can believe that. Okay, so uh, who wants to go first? I'm going to have to take this off the TV so you guys can't see what I'm going to right, ask. Right, right, right. Oh, uh, let's get our guest at first, man. No. Okay. Yeah, we'll do 60 seconds. We'll do 60 seconds. Would I get 60 seconds to figure out a quote or to figure um, out the movie? No. Okay, so what? I, how it's going to work, work? How's it, how it's going to work is you're going to get 60 seconds. Okay. I'm going to go through. I'm not going to do any of like, like I'm not going to like, see how you can see this right now. We're going to get different movies in this. So mm-hmm. 8 Mile is one that's pretty good. So I could say 8 Mile. You got to give me any quote. So you could say, lose yourself in the music, and then that would work. Oh, that would be fine. I'm going to fail. Um. Lord of the Rings. You can do a double down if you remember two quotes from the. Thou shalt not pass. Exactly. See, that would be fine. Or or you can say double down, my precious. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You could double down, but you have to do it right away. So if it's like Lord of the Rings, my precious, double down. You shall not pass. Don't like triple down. You can keep going on it as long as you can keep thinking of it. But if you take a second night, I say the next movie, it's already on to the next one. It's done. So like Star Trek, I'll, I'll. I'll slip it up. So if it's like a full blown like series, I'll just say Star Trek. I'm not gonna have you specific. Be, yeah, shit. be very specific. Oh, I don't thing. have to figure out that it's the and, exactly. anything <laughs> from the franchise, whatever. Indiana Jones. I'll just say Indiana Jones. Like yeah. I'm not probably not gonna say stuff. You like, can't push it any farther. Yeah, I'm not gonna do movies like King Com, the King of Comedy. I'm probably not gonna like Thank do you. anything like that I because I'm not. That. I'm not gonna do stuff Casablanca. that I know a lot of people. Casablanca is an easy one. So I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. You should touch should, it. Uh, he is I'm looking gonna... at you, kid. Yeah. Sam, can you play that? Play it again, yeah, Play it again, play it Sam. Again, exactly. Sam. See? <laughs> so there you go. All I, think, all I can think of is, uh, frankly, Scarlet. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to kill. Is that where he goes? Oh, no. That's the Count of Monte Cristo. That's another one I oh, want to watch. Find your own tree. Can we do Inconceivable? Inconceivable. Okay. I do not think. That means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think you got we got a, we got some good ones here. Oh no, we got some good. I I don't think they're as good as it was. I okay, th- okay. I don't think my ones. brain works fast enough at this age. It, to I be think able to play you'll be fine. Game. You'll be fine. Do you get a lifeline? Can I call my mom? No. We <laughs> 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 eat up probably all your sixty Can seconds. I call up friend. Um, let me know when you're good, and we will hit it off. Um, yeah, I'm as good as I'm ever gonna get. Okay, it. here as good as get. we go. Armageddon. You can say pass too. It's over. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Scarface. Uh, say hello to my little friend. Nice. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh shit! I didn't get the double down on that one. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, where's my ticket? <laughs> Titanic. I'm flying? Is it I'm flying, she says? <laughs> uh, we could talk about it. Life Aquatic. <laughs> oh, uh, all I remember is So George playing really cool songs. Uh, <laughs> David Bowie songs all day. Okay, The Matrix. Um, take the blue pill, the red pill. There, yeah, you, there go. you go. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, fuck. She was funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how she looked. <laughs> um, Willow. Jesus Christ, we're throwing it way too far back. I'm not that tall. 
Okay. Lethal weapon. <laughs> I can't remember anything. I'm drawing a blank. I know who was in it. Time. Yep, time. Okay. Um, like it's a tough, dude. It's a, I know. No, I, I would say you got three. three. Oh, I did better than I thought. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I yeah would it's say tough, dude. You had I, some questionable ones, but I think three total. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely Scarface you got. Yeah, I got the Matrix, right? Yes, Matrix. you got yeah, the Matrix. Yeah. Um, Not Willow. Damn Not I'm Will. Sh- <laughs> Damn, I'm short. Damn, I'm short. <laughs> Damn, I'm short. They're coming out with a new Willow, too, man. This they is, are. This is revamping that, Willow. Man. They're calling it shorter and shorter. And a new, new Indiana Jones. God damn, they don't let that motherfucker die. <laughs> let him die. Mm. <laughs> you know, Steven Spielberg's got to find some way to keep cashing the checks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He created a 30 year old franchise, dude. Fuck. All right, you got some good ones here, Nick. All right, let's good do it. luck. Thank you. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go. Star Wars. Uh, Luke, I am your father. Okay. <laughs> Double down. No! All right, I'll give it to you. Um, Clockwork Orange. Path. Saw. Um, Path. Fargo. Pass. The Shining. Um, here's Johnny. Okay. Harry Potter. Um, would you like to play a game of Gibbix or whatever the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla. Oh, Godzilla! <laughs> um, I will give you. God. Oh wait, we just did Godzilla. Let's do Field of Dreams. Pass. The Bounty. Pass. RoboCop. Um, um, thank you for your cooperation. Good ah. night. <laughs> and time. <laughs> Woo! You, I'm not it's giving you good. this. Uh, I'll give you the the screaming one just because Which you, you one put your own, yeah. You put you put you put a lot into it. So <laughs> I even put away the microphone, dude. So I wouldn't pick. Uh, like Christine Aguilera. Yeah, you got five. Wow! Damn. Best I've ever done, dude. Yeah. I think I always think it like two or three. It's fucking ridiculous. You missed if you build it, they will come. It's so easy. That would have been a good one. Field of Dreams, yeah. yeah, For sure. Yeah. But see, when you get put on the spot, dude. It's the spot. It's It's like the bright lights, right? The fucking timing, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. I think we might have time. We probably have time for one more. Uh, We can do either movie in a jar. We can do top ten. I don't know what either of no. those are. I'll let movie you. in a jar. It's pretty much we pull out three topics from the from the jar from the and jar. we come up with a pitch, movie pitch. Oh, movie pitch. Let's do movie in a jar. You there you go. go. <laughs> Let's do movie right. in a pitch. All right. That's like uh, so, and we'll pitch save we'll save the cross dresser one for uh, uh, next show for next show for the top ten. Or sorry, uh, the, I missed yeah, the male cross dresser one. Yeah, so. sorry. So, Gonna have so, to wait so for next show for that one. <laughs> Um, but we I, will do moving. I, I need another beer before we get to the cross-dresser one. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> but we're not doing the cross-dresser run anyway, so it doesn't matter. I'll still take the other beer. Yes, yes. And kill it off there. So how are we going to do it since there's three of us? Shall we, we can just all, all draw? Back. Yeah, let's all, all draw. And right. then Nick, will, you'll start us off. That's it. That's the one? Yeah. Oh, 
I guess that's yours too. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, dude. This is my pitch right here. Oh, dude. It's way too easy. Do we have to make it with all of them? Uh, yeah, 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 so, so Nick is gonna start us off. We're gonna all consecutively help out I on this got, movie. I'll pitch. start the idea with all the three because I started okay. the show, okay. right? Okay. And then from there, whoever wants Yeah, we'll to jump on the tails okay. of what he sets us up for. <laughs> okay, I got I got uh Twitter. I got superhero. <laughs> And I Whoa. gotta fuck him. Fucking? Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck what? Fuck him. Fuck him? Who wrote that? Okay. So, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So fuck him on Twitter. Twitter superhero. superhero. Okay. So the year is 2024. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> That's not that far. In the not so far future. <clears throat> we have this guy or this community, right? That it's called fuck him. Right, the fuck him, the community. fuck him community, right? <laughs> and they go to every fucking thing just to fuck him, right? Just fuck him. like to literally like well, like, to, like the purge to, to do a Twitter war, fuck him type of thing, right? Like they're the Twitter army, if you will, right? <laughs> so within this Twitter army, right, we have you know what they call themselves as superheroes. Yeah. Almost like wannabe boys, like in the boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they start shooting themselves with like weird ass chemicals just to get some. To get some testosterone. S- right. Like, get, to get them raged up. Right, right. <laughs> to fuck him? <laughs> to fuck him. <laughs> Where does Twitter come in on this? We got to throw Twitter in somewhere. Well, they're the Twitter army, right? Okay, wait, wait. So we have to build on that pitch. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> you go next. Uh, okay, so we have. We, we, <laughs> I mean, we have a Twitter we army another... in the city of fucking. Okay, okay, yeah. right. we, we we can go another direction. What happened to too. the superhero? We're well, they're trying to build themselves as superheroes uh, by injecting themselves okay. with like Clorox. I mean, I'm, I'm with this. I'm with <laughs> Clorox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's now they're trying, by, this they're is, trying yeah. to fight COVID this, by I fucking thought, I thought Trump. <laughs> Trump is now running this city. <laughs> I thought I thought it was a movie where we were gonna start with like you know with the camera panning into like a dark warehouse well, we where don't the have... superhero is like. Really, really, like he's sad. He's really fucking depressed. I can like and that. why is he fucking depressed? Because he's reading it. You see him. He's bent over his phone, and he's just like scroll, <laughs> like doom scrolling <laughs> through Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> I like and there's that. this fucking meme. It's hashtag fuck him. Ah, okay. It's about him. You know he fucked up, and now like the world is turned against it's our almost superhero. It's like, almost like Superman got fucked or it's, something. It, it's basically like t- like depressive bipolar Batman, you know, <laughs> is, is like, is literally can't get out of his cave. So then what? Cause there's Mayhem a is going war. on outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's destroyed. Like, how are we getting, that's the, that's the polemic of the story. Like, how are we going to save yeah. the world? Because yeah. Batman is depressed or Superman, any, pick, like pick any superhero. Yeah. They're all fucked up. We can up. go Batman. This is like, they're yeah, all depressed. Batman, yeah. Batman is a more it's, real you know, there's, superhero. There's Batman Returns. It'd there's be, Batman. This one's just Batman's depressed. <laughs> it'd, it'd be even funnier if it were like a, a like a group depression and all the superheroes had it like the whole marvel universe <laughs> like so like it's, it's, it's end game it's, it's, yeah. it's end game and everybody's like guys you gotta get there and like oh dude i'll do it tomorrow <laughs> 
Maybe. Can I get another, can I get another whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> like they're all at the bar. Yeah. Like, like, oh, they, they don't love us anymore. Yeah, it's, uh, they just really <laughs> don't like fuck them. It's like the marriage story, but, <laughs> <laughs> but with a superhero crossover on Twitter. Yeah, I I I, okay. I want to say that there's got we got to have like the these good. Uh, main characters that are outside of them. So the story's not really about Batman. It's about the people that need to revive Batman. Well, it's about the Twitter war. I think it's actually about the Twitter war. We could actually tell the whole story through... The Twitter. (laughs) The Twitterverse. Yeah. There's some people that need to, like... Get through to them, but it's not happening through the trolls. The trolls. trolls. The trolls are the bad guys, right? Yeah. We still get the we still get the for him. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. You know, it, it, it's just not happening through DMs. They can't reach them, so they have to figure out where Batman's well, lair Twitter, is. Twitter, Twitter happens live. I mean, yeah, you I tag, know. you tag Batman, you tag. Uh, Wonder Woman and it oh, go, no. it everybody gets, it reads gets it. Serious, like in Act Three, he gets <laughs> doxxed. He gets doxxed, and they oh. all show up. All the fucking trolls show up, and they're like, "Fuck him! Fuck oh, him!" Outside oh, the good. cave, you know, like really outside the Batcave. He can't even get out in the Batmobile. There's that many. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope he just like gets in the Batmobile. Wait, wait a minute. These are all just trolls that don't have any strength or know how to do anything. Just, yeah. just roars up the, the Batmobile just goes. Swipes them all out. It just becomes a giant fucking bloody. Damn. <laughs> it's too close to what happens in reality. I don't think we can do it. No. They're never yeah, going to green be, light yeah. it. No. Unless you put the trolls like actual trolls, trolls. and not human. Oh, yeah. Like, like use like, that. Lord exactly. of the Rings software. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're not humans, you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah. with them, dude. Yeah. Well, they're, they're. I mean, that's why in Star Wars, they get the droids get decapitated, <laughs> but the fucking stormtroopers don't. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. That's a good, that is that's a good, a good point. point. Yeah. But, it, but if you want to see how we do this, um, go ahead and go over to Failing Hollywood's hotline. It's 818 528 5379. You can go ahead and leave a message there. Um, tell us what you think. If you want to buy this movie, that's where that's where you can go ahead and do it. You know, mm-hmm. leave us a message. Yeah, some, we'll 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 expand on the idea for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely. Yeah, we'll give you we'll give you a little bit more. You know, it's a good. And pitch, just so, so you know, if they buy the pitch, we do bring the whole crew that yeah, we, came production up with, production yeah. credit. Yeah, exactly. Credit yeah, we we'll all sure. get yeah. a- AP, AP yeah. at the very exactly moment. at the very least. Uh, but yeah, you can go over if you want. You can also email us for at Failing Hollywood Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we're on Instagram at Failing Hollywood, or Facebook at Failing Hollywood. Also, um, we're this this whole entire thing right here. This that whole pitch was also brought to you by uh, a special clothing company based out of Tucson, Arizona. Nick's actually wearing the T-shirt right now. I am yeah. official clothing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's a good fucking high quality until you wash it seven times and then <laughs> the words start to degrade in the back. And, and then yeah, it's yeah. okay quality it's for okay another quality. seven washes. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it's like a uh, downgrade. Yeah, but you know. It's uh, good stuff. It's really cool designs. It's the all design is what matters. Yeah. Um, it's based out by awesome graphics done by our homie Kaz based out of Tucson, Arizona. Um, they make some really sick shirts. Even better hats, sick bracelets. Go over to official.com. That's O-H-F-I-S-H-L.com. That's right. They don't know how to spell, so just do what I said. O-H-F-I-S-H-L.com. And then if you use uh, promo code Hollywood at checkout, you'll get 25% off your first purchase. Boom. So, yeah, go ahead and do that. Uh, live by your own rules. That's what they say, I think. I think that's one of the things. Oh, yeah. I thought that was your personal suggestion. I was like, thank you. 
Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> their suggestion. Um, we're also part of a network. Nick, what's the network? The Inner Circle Podcast Network. Inner Circle. Yeah. We have shows like, um, uh, it's been a while, but correct me if I'm wrong, right? Um, I got you. Weren't those the guys that did the, Bad Boys? The, so the first two shows I was going to say, they're already gone. So I already know, gone? Oh. What, wasn't hashtag NoFest gone? They're gone. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Chip happens when you're Friday naked. They're here, but they're on, <laughs> they're on Patreon because he got me tooed. Or not me tooed. He got... Uh, he didn't get me too. That's too strong of a word. He 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 got called out though, or something like that. No, on his work they he said got that canceled. He, he, he was got too canceled. profane. He he was too profane, and somebody at his work uh, complained because he talked about titties and like oh, and stuff every once joke. in a while. And, and she's like, he's a pig. So so they they canceled him, and he ended up going on to Patreon now. So if you want to listen to his show, go to Patreon. Support I do Brother know, however, the plunge is still on. Plunge and is still on. Fucking got like four subs. Four sub. They got a bunch podcast. of stuff. Yeah, they got like a wrestling podcast. They have a D and D podcast. They got a. They're making like a network within the network. It's like Inception. What is okay. it? Um, Bobby Moore's and uh, Simmons, Simmons and Moore podcast. podcast. Yeah, the ones that we talked about a little bit. Um, so they're the ones that I said he got me to watch. Uh, what was it? Simon says. Yeah. But now. Double team is next, so I'll have a good uh, review for you for double team next nice. week. Just so you guys and know. Then creatures of the night. Right? Creatures of the night's also one that's in uh in the network. Yep, that's going right, through. Right. You're doing pretty good there. Damn, for a starter, not too bad. Yeah. Eh? What about yeah. Florida? Florida, there's one in Florida. Uh oh, the untrained eye. That is correct. God we got the right. untrained Holy eye. Yeah. Fuck. That came out of the back of my brain, dude. Um, good you're missing my brother's podcast. No, the plunge. The plunge. Did we yeah, already say the, the plunge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we did already say the plunge. And then there's one more that we just mentioned out of Tucson, oh, Arizona. Oh, I thought they were on a hiatus. That's why I didn't say the they hood were, diner. They they were on a little hiatus. I I think they're supposed to be coming back soon. I know he called us with homie yeah, casual. With homie yeah. casual, and that's the whole thing. And then we're, we're hopefully we'll have some like more exclusive content exclusive content coming out. Uh there's not many. We're past award season, so but we're getting to award season actually. Uh, uh, January the Academy is, is coming. Huh? So uh, yeah, I'll I'll try to get out a show for that. We'll see what we do. Um, things are starting to settle down. I'm able to actually do shows again. So um, who knows? Maybe that'll come up. So shout out to all those guys. Also shout out to uh, uh, Big Ben up in San Francisco and the Angry Dad podcast. I love them. Um, there's a couple other good podcasts. I like, oh, when I was in, I was in Hawaii. I get the guy that was driving us around. Um, he he does a podcast from, or he's he's like one of the originators. Like he used to be on Opie and Anthony and stuff like that. And I like didn't find out until later, like through talking about him. But he's like the guy I hired to like drive us around and everything like that. Cool. I think he. Had, I think it was like the geek. He does a podcast. Yeah. While he, he's driving a cab. No, no. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> he does like a geek podcast. I'll, I'll look up more of him because wait, he, there was a TV show about that, right? Like when people got in drunk t- cabs or whatever. And they oh no, ta- t- crazy! No, what was the taxi? Taxi stories or something like that. No, it was. Uh, no, there was a reality TV. There was no, there was, there was. There yeah, was they had New drunk York. people and go jumping in the cabs and fucking sucking dicks and shit. Like, I'm a pusher, hold not on, a hold user. On. <laughs> 
Cash cab. Cash cab. Cash cab. Oh, that sounds, that it was sounds like fake taxi. Oh, no, yeah, no, that's yeah. different. Yeah. That's, that's different. a porno. <laughs> no, that's different. That's more like a reality TV show. You gave show yourself bullshit. away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I watched that in Pornhub or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of want to see what, like, while uh, I don't know, I'll know next episode. Yeah, I promise we'll touch up with that. But uh, this is uh, thank you for joining us, uh, Hori. We really appreciate it. Hot uh, hey, thank you. Yeah, dude. I know, man. It's, hey, it's hey. great. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun time. Um, hopefully, you come back at some other point. But until then, this has been another great episode of Failing Hollywood. Until next week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>